Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. While cattle markets saw a bit of stabilization as the bloodbath is said is not as bad today. Um, we did, of course, still see some negativity, but nothing like what we dealt with yesterday. We're going to take a look at who's in the driver's seat when it comes to the grain complex as well. We knew we had a crop progress report. No surprise. We're seeing some great movement when it comes to this year's harvest. We're going to dive into all the factors affecting today's market trade as Kyle Bumstead joins us. Kyle, of course, with Allendale and saw some uh, negative uh, numbers on the grain complex. Beans were some decent numbers, but we want to start out talking about this cattle market because yesterday we saw some limit down trade action not something we want to see on a monday for a trade today not as low but still some negativity going on that's right susan first of all thanks for having me back yes yesterday limit down february live cattle uh, contract there had expanded limits today in the feeders and the fats the uh, fats uh, for clarification had ten dollar limits the feeders had twelve dollar and 25 cent limits because that february contract in the live cattle did settle limit down yesterday but uh, good thing is we did not use expanded limits either way, higher or lower. Um, I know I'd like to see them, you know, used higher today, but uh, we didn't use them lower, so I'm going to call that a positive. Uh, gapping lower on Monday here off this cattle on feed report here last Friday. Uh, if we go back on these cattle on feed reports, we placed more cattle here in September, the second uh, highest on feed number since the series started in 1996. And up until uh, since since May up until this report here, we've been running about even with last year with placements. And uh, now all of a sudden we got record placements. So kind of a head scratcher there a little bit. It is and it isn't. Uh, we're not saving heifers back just yet. Um, but the uh, knee-jerk reaction when uh, the uh, non-commercials, they saw that uh, number, they said, okay, it's time to liquidate because some of them were getting underwater where they were at on their positions, those recent longs. And yesterday was just a flush. I still think there's a possibility we could see this December contract test 172 based off a chart standpoint. But uh, until we see this cash trade significantly lower, that might still be up in the air. We do have October live cattle going off a week from today, and those are going to converge with cash. Now, a lot of the confusion is uh, people are looking at the northern cash trade at 184, 185. That's what we've traded in Iowa so far. Uh, yesterday, we traded that on some sizable numbers. We traded 180 in Kansas and Texas yesterday on a small uh, amount of cattle. So when that cash con- when that contract goes to settle here next Tuesday, it's going to get tied to the southern cash. And there's a lot of confusion because the northern guys think it gets tied to the northern cash, and the southern guys know it gets tied to the southern cash, but it does get tied to that southern cash. It gets tied to the cheapest cash out there. Uh, in the south and that's where it gets tied to generally and with 180 i say 180 but 180 wasn't a huge test yesterday so we're still waiting this week to see what kind of a test we get on cash live cattle so i think that uh, towards the end of the week here if we can somewhat stabilize this cash market and get that you know 83 84 mark i think this board has a shot at rebounding at least some of these losses here from early this week so as you look at that i mean obviously the the market reacted some say yesterday was also tied a little bit to that cattle on feed report um seeing some surprise numbers that people weren't expecting that's correct but i also think uh aside from that cattle on feed report i still think there's quite a few unknowns with our economic stature economic stance here in this country as well as the problems we're seeing in the Middle East. There's just a lot of unknowns right now. And something that caught people off guard was option volatility. Option volatility did get cranked up just a little bit yesterday in as far as uh, the folks that have sold options. 
like if they've got some insurance policies out there and they've sold some options against those insurance policies, you started to see it go down and now those folks are on margin call. And I think there was some margin liquidation yesterday as well in the option pit. And that uh, took some of the futures down with it too as they tried to hedge off that risk. What about from a hog perspective? Anything out there really kind of catching your surprise on this trade today? You know, from a hog perspective, hogs have been all over the board. Um, I still think that there's some more downside coming to the hogs here. Uh, we typically entering that time frame of the year where we do see some of our bigger supplies start uh, hitting them, hitting the uh, hitting or production uh, this time of year. So I think there probably is still some more downside coming there. We still got premium out there in those deferred contracts uh, to the cash uh, to the cash index, and I think that uh, over time those are going to converge and come on down to the cash season. And I think that. Uh, you know, we still have this meat issue out here as far as uh, pork and beef, uh, what the consumer can buy. Pork's a little cheaper. I mean, I'd rather eat beef. I got a freezer full of it, but uh, it's all in what the consumer wants. And if this pork market stabilizes here, the cutout stabilizes, uh, you could see them uh, maybe switch to pork that could stabilize that hog market just a little bit. So I'm curious, we asked this of Mike Zuzalo yesterday. What is your thoughts on, on the consumer perception as they look at all the outside influences affecting their pocketbook? I'm going to sound like a broken record. I said it a year ago. I've said it every time since I, every time I've been on your show, Susan. But the consumer will watch their pocketbook, and if they can't afford to eat steak, they will cut steak out of their diet, and they will go eat macaroni and cheese and, and uh, tuna fish is what they'll go eat. They will make sure that they've got payments for Christmas. Christmas is around the corner. The holidays are coming up, and uh, there's going to be some traveling going on. We've recently seen uh, you know, prices here at the gas pump go up. We saw diesel fuel up 50, 60, 70 cents in some areas over the weekend here. Uh, gasoline's been uh, charging higher as well, too. And, and it all comes down to what the consumer can afford. All right. What's the other key thing before we head to break that you want our listeners to keep an eye on for those livestock trade? I think we need to keep an eye on that 172 in the December live cattle contract. We also have October feeder cattle. They expire here this week. And so there's going to be some movement around there. They're going to get settled against that cash index. But this feeder cattle market looks like it could still have a few more dollars to the downside here. Cash feeders have been weak as well, Susan. So I think that that's definitely something that producers need to uh, take, in, take into consideration. All right. Well, we've got a lot to look at when we come back. Second half is just around the corner. And when we come back, we're going to focus a little happening on the grain side of the complex. Who's really sitting in this driver's seat from the grains and, and what it really means uh, for this livestock trade? And of course, we'll also take a look at where we're sitting crop progress port crop progress report wise i'll get that spit out we've got a lot to come back to as the second half is just around the corner again some lower numbers seen in our wheat complex today along with the corn complex as the soybeans saw some higher numbers and as we mentioned the mixed trade of course on this livestock more is coming up it's a channel final bell on the rural radio network challenge it's not something you shy from it's a chance to up your game every day brings a new challenge but with the Enhanced Channel Seed brand on your side, you can rise to it. With our top-performing seed, innovative digital tools, and expanded agronomic support, you can turn tomorrow's challenges into your next advantage. Your Enhanced Channel Seed brand. Let's rise to the challenge. Learn more at channel.com rise. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. KRBN. Welcome back to the channel. Final bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Kyle Bumstead. Of course, Kyle is with Allendale and we left kind of talking, Kyle, almost in some ways a feel of uh, doom and gloom. But, you know, for so long, we've had a decent wave uh, riding for this cattle market. But you said looking at the bigger picture, there's some things our cattle producers need to keep an eye on. 
Well, I think that's I think they do, and that issue is money flow, and uh, nothing nothing really pointed that more out more than yesterday when you saw 135,000 volume in the live cattle complex and open interest down. That screams to me that uh, money wanted to get off m- money wanted off the off the party or money wanted out of the party is what they wanted. So they started taking it off the table, and that's what they did. Now today it, it looked like there's just more non-commercial liquidation, and uh, tomorrow starts a new week for the commitments traders CFTC reporting. So we won't know what they do tomorrow until a week from Friday. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some big movement either way tomorrow in the cattle, but it's money flow right now, and that's what folks need to keep an eye on is the money flow, and that's what we saw yesterday, and that's what we've seen here the last couple of weeks here in the feeder cattle complex for sure. And uh, the live cattle complex hasn't taken near the hit that the feeders have here the last couple of weeks. So no, it wouldn't be surprising if we saw fats take a little bit more uh, to the downside here. You know, and we had talked, and you kind of mentioned it briefly in the in the front half, was uh, what's happening in the south versus the north. How short is the south at this point? I think there are some issues out there. I mean, I, I do think that they are current. Um, we are current in the north. I know that. I've talked to several folks here, uh, you know, in north central Nebraska and further north. They're current up north here. Um, and I, I don't think there's really a lot of bearishness when it comes to our production levels and things like that. So, um, you know, we are seeing that uh, that premium that's been out there, you can feed these cattle into a premium and it pays for it with this grain market doing what it's doing. I mean, obviously, the corn market's been chopping sideways to trying to work lower here. Um, that's a market that's faked uh, everybody in and out. So when you've got cheap corn, you're going to make some big cattle out there, especially when there's premium out there for them to feed into. All right, let's switch over to the, the um, grain side of the trade action. And I know that uh, looking at the way I wanted to, first of all, talk about from a livestock perspective, as you look at what's happening on the grain side of it, what do you think in our cattle guys need to keep an eye out for? Well, I, I think that we need to keep an eye out here on local basis here. I mean, if it makes sense to lock in your basis here and get some cash coverage, I think that that's uh, we should still kind of keep that hand to mouth right now as far as our cash coverage. That's what we need to look at there um, for the hog producers and the chicken producers as far as bean meal goes. You know, we probably should have been locking some of that in here about uh, $25 ago in the futures, which some of us did get that locked in. But, uh, you know, keep an eye on that basis for sure if you're trying to get some feed needs locked in. So, all right, who's in the driver's seat as we look at the grain complex? I think the soybean meal complex is in the driver's seat. Most of that's coming out of the heels of uh, South America, Argentina. There's rumors that they're going to be out of bean meal here uh, by mid-November, and you've seen this bean meal market just go crazy to the upside here. It just keeps kind of just pushing higher, and and by pushing higher, I mean pushing higher, Um, not just working grinding higher. It's just been, you know, just rocketing higher basically and that's what's kept the soybean market kind of uh, from going down now i was uh, somewhat disappointed here soybeans they might still do it yet this week soybeans have a downside target here in this january contract of around 1280 to 1283 that would complete a wave sequence here and that would uh, also project them to uh, work higher from that level now they didn't go down and check check that level so that's still in the back of my mind they go back down there and check that but we do have november options expiring this week and first notice day in the november contracts is next week so you're definitely going to see some movement here uh, towards the end of the week because of those options expiring and then uh, that first notice day coming in here next week so i do look for some big movement here coming out of the soybeans as far as you know up and down just so we can get uh, those options they're going to try to expire as many options worthless as they can you know it's a good thing we've got places like the european union and vietnam that are taking um, more u.s bean meal compared to what they've done in the past because of what's happened in argentina that's right. That's right. It is good to have those other markets that we can, you know, I mean, we're not necessarily, we, we kind of, we kind of have been depending on them here. Um, I mean, China has been uh, backing off their bean purchases here. I mean, yeah, China's got some bean purchases and things like that, but 
Uh, they've kind of run uh, Argentina out of uh, bean meal, so I do look for them to start coming back here. We've got the freshest beans in the world right now. We're still we're still harvesting, so you know we've got the fresh beans in the world right now. No surprise that wheat fell back again today. No, I, I think there's some more downside coming to the wheat complex. There's too many bulls in the wheat market. Uh, you know, the fundamentals don't support wheat going up. Uh, you've got VSR. I've been talking about that for several months. We got variable storage rate here, which. Uh, you know, widens out the uh, structured carry. We've got more carry in the more in the wheat market, and I think there's more downside coming to the wheat complex. The only thing that could bounce this thing is if the non-commercials say, "Well, we're tired of riding this wheat short. Let's cover some of our shorts," and that could buoy us just on some short covering from the non-commercials. And of course, looking at the fact that the planting progress has done very well, and if Mother Nature, you know, shines favor on, we might see a decent winter wheat crop headed in at least until the winter time. That's right. We could, and it's tough to it's tough to make a winter wheat crop uh, the fall before. I mean, you need the spring moisture in order to make it. But yeah, that's in the back of our minds too. If we've got a seed and we get some moisture, that's definitely not going to hurt things. All right, best way for folks to get a hold of you. You can call me here at the office at three zero eight seven zero eight. 7340. All right. Thanks so much. Kyle Bumstead has been joining us today, and that's been today's Channel Final Bell. It is brought to you by Channel Seed and your local Channel Seed professionals. And as we always remind you, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss, not suitable to all investors. That's the Channel Final Bell. You can pick this up as a podcast at ruralradionetwork.com or wherever you subscribe for your free podcast. It's the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.